too. Oh, guys, we're matching and we did not plan this. Look at it. Check it out. Happy Friday. Oh my God. We did not even plan to be matching. I just got to the computer to start this like five seconds ago. And look at that. We're matching. We both have our hoodies on. We're adorable. That's so cute. I have a little bit more scruff than you. You have a little bit more ink than me. Yeah, but that's okay. Other than that, we're basically the same. Basically the same. And we each have a coffee mug, only yours is more adorable. Mine just says coffee on it. I have coffee on my mug so that people assume I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> I need to order the... Um... My bourbon's pronouns are coffee. <laughs> oh my God, I yeah. drink so much yeah, bourbon. Yeah, I'm that. <laughs> that joke was very silly, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We're Thank silly you. here. Thank you. Um, so it's, it's all said in it's all said in peace and love. <laughs> so I went to bed. I stayed up all night. I only got three hours of sleep, and the reason for that is this: because I was getting you were scared ready. of the vaccine. No, I was not scared. You were like, that. "Oh my god, if RK's vaccine <laughs> symptoms are like this, I have to wait three weeks to deal with this pain." Oh no! I will yeah. say it only lasted, and I'm sorry for hijacking this right now. It only—it's like it's a 12-hour flu. That's all it is. Oh, okay. No, I'm not too worried about the vaccine in real life. Wouldn't that be funny though if I stayed up all night for like three weeks worried about the vaccine? RK looked like absolute shit yesterday. Does that mean I'm gonna look like absolute shit? In three no, weeks? you didn't look like shit. You looked great. You looked Thank great. You. you were just at a different angle. Um, okay, this is why I was up all night. Was I was getting this ready? And that's so such a good thumbnail. Premiering in three hours, y'all. I have a whole big giant video coming out. I didn't even try to make this one under an hour. I interviewed a former Hollis company employee. We had an excellent interview. And uh, beyond that, there's there's a lot of other stuff going on in this video too. Because it would have been easy to edit if it was just a quick interview. But no, what we had was I had an hour, an hour and a half long interview, an hour of my own commentary, and then a half an hour worth of clips of Rise Conference things to cut into. So it just, I just wanted to make this video good. So join me at 11 in a little under three hours. Join me here. Don't tell me what to do. I mean, of course I'll You go. don't have to join me. It's cool. I'll understand. Daddy, I watch your videos at least three times, and at least one of them is with the volume on. <laughs> well, I'm honored. I appreciate it. Get, guys, get yourself a friend who matches watch, with you. Who matches <laughs> with you and watches your video three times. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if I can help you take money from Google, we're both winning. Exactly. You're getting money, and I'm laughing at Google paying. I did like a little bit of drunk shopping last night, but it was very mild. All I did was I went on the ColourPop website and I got one uh, 12 eyeshadow palette where I specifically chose the colors to be the color scheme of the Forever Home Friends books so that I could do a video making makeup <laughs> looks inspired by the dogs. 
Look, y'all, Savvy's drunk shopping is beyond the point of no return. We're never going to stop her. So you have to watch her videos religiously to help pay for this. We no, have to, okay. we have to. That is not even bad <laughs> drunk shopping. That's I bought one item. I bought one item and it wasn't even expensive and it's for a video. <laughs> See, y'all, there's no reasoning with her anymore. We have to just binge watch all of her videos, okay? Oh, my God. I don't even know where my... I'll even put on, I'll put on these glasses. These are my videos glasses. I don't know where my real life glasses are. Savvy's drunk shopping is like the most wholesome, at least what she says on here. We don't know, we don't know the whole truth. You can't trust these influencers like Savvy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, most of my drunk shopping has been done on Sage's live streams. So um, you can usually fact check if what I'm saying is true. <laughs> Well, you know, facts don't care about your feelings on this live stream. So if you're if you're saying that the facts are there, then clearly the feelings aren't. Exactly. Exactly. Also, I love. So was that? Um, didn't see my girl coming. Uh, was that for this upcoming <laughs> video, or was that for? It uh, is a brief joke. It was a brief joke in this video. It's like a very quick joke, but I thought it would be fun to. You're a that. memer, man. You're you're. I'm just memeing all day. You're all PewDiePie day. with boobs. <laughs> I mean, that's always been my goal on the yeah, internet, so I'm glad that that worked out because, I mean, I guess like if I market myself that way, I bet there's lots of views to be had. Oh, I bet you, you end up bigger than him because people love PewDiePie, and I guarantee you everyone who loves PewDiePie, just about everyone who loves PewDiePie loves boobs. Okay, well then, I will start marketing myself as PewDiePie with boobs. Jamie, maybe. check that for us. <laughs> I changed my channel name to PewDiePie with boobs. That's a good idea. Make a PewDiePie con boobs so that you can get like, you know, multilingual. That's brilliant. You're so smart. I, I try. I'm going to say hello to everyone in the chat. My wife said that. And then, and then um, <laughs> my wife's a Thank you. That was a delayed, <laughs> delayed onset laughter. Well, that was a no, doll. No, because my, my, um, my internet, I don't know if it's my internet or your internet, the, 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 feedback was slow so it took me a minute to hear it in the first place it was definitely mine because i have the stream up on my phone and i was frozen like this for a second <laughs> i'm gonna say hello to the chat and then we have a guest for today and then we're gonna talk about wrapping up marie kondo week and everything is going to be wonderful so happy friday joe happy friday to fox and compass hello Ileana. It's snowing in Boston? Cher says it's snowing in Boston. Wow. Is it cold here today? Oh, it's 42 here today. It's not It's not as bad as Boston. Wow. Sounds awful. Queen Spade, you froze. Don't, don't tell me I froze. Fucking dick in Canada. I don't need to take your Canadian bullshit. Fucking moose. <laughs> it's our case Canada hate. That's just going to be a running joke, and we're going to get canceled for it in a couple of years. I, I can't. Look, of all the... I want to premeditate how we get canceled because I think that gives us power. If you don't know why you're going to get canceled, you can get canceled for anything. Us getting canceled for hating on Canada is probably the funniest reason to get run off the internet. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a bullet for your hatred of Canada. Thank you. Your irrational fear of Canadians. I don't fucking fear Canada. Yeah, you do. You're afraid of the Montreal boys gang that showed up in Degrassi season three. Look. 
okay. Canada is loser Australia. Okay. Instead of kangaroos, uh-huh. they got these moose or these meese everywhere that when they eventually decide to overrun that country, the moose are winning. No, you, you have never seen a that. fucking moose, dude. The elk, the elk is the super athlete. You're they both a... look. Canada stands right now. The only reason Canada is alive is because their animals are also Canadian. <laughs> but, once those, but once those animals realize they have some American blood in them, they're done. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! This is the clip that's going to be used for our downfall right here. I can't well, wait. Well, Fox and Compass <laughs> says we might get snow in Roswell, New Mexico. Damn! Damn! It's amazing. Well, Cher <laughs> like, got her first shot. It was hard to wake up. Uh, yeah, understandable. Good morning, Marie. Caffeinated Angel says, I have to admit, I'll be a little sad to say goodbye to Marie Kondo week. Yeah, dude, me too, because I'm not all the way done with cleaning. But I will talk today uh, after I say hello to the chat and after we have a guest on and all that, I'll talk about how she legitimately did change my life. Oh, Dana, there there are black squirrels in Maryland, too. I saw them all the time when I went to uni there. And um, who, who else said something? Uh, oh, this was what I wanted to say, too, because I spoke to AG. I had a nice conversation with AG last night. He, he was he was he was there for me when I was feeling under the weather and just wanted to talk. Um, so so we were talking and he said that people call Australia liberal Alabama. And I thought that was kind of funny. Really? Because Fox, Fox and Compass said Texas is loser Australia. Everything in Texas wants to kill you, but the people suck. Whereas Australia, Australians are the best. And I was like, that's interesting because he said that Australia was called like liberal Alabama and Alabama and Texas are kissing cousins in distance. Like, huh, that's interesting. I never thought of, of any of that that way. It's wild, right? I mean, I don't know how accurate it is seeing as I've really never spent time in either place, but yeah. it's still funny comparison. In fact, I'd say because I haven't spent time in either place, I'm able to make those comparisons. Because the more you know about something, the less you can speak. All right. Good morning to Caroline. Glad you are here. Uh, oh, my God. I lost control of the chat. I want to say good morning to everyone who's here. But where did where did it go? Oh, wait, Caroline sent me a message. Okay, because I told Caroline. Uh, yeah, hold on, Caroline. I will find that message on Facebook because I want. Okay, we've got a couple guests coming today. Caroline's going to be a guest. But before that, we have a puppet named Paige. Paige the puppet is joining us today. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for the puppet. I'm special. so excited to meet a puppet. Hello. Hi, it's me. It's me. I'm on the screen. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, hi, I'm Paige. Hi, Sadie. Oh. Oh you can take a hike because I'm Canadian and you really, really hurt my feelings. So there's that. The pop- this I'm checks Canadian. out. When I look at you, I just see Canadian. This is exactly how I imagine all the Canadians to look. You hurt a puppet's oh. feelings. That's unacceptable, dude. Uh, puppets have feelings? Uh, yeah. Did you not listen to what she just said? I'm Canadian too, born here and everything locally made. You like that, Savvy? And I just had to come on early. I know you usually have guests later, but we have to take our puppy to go and get his haircut, her haircut. She's a girl. I keep forgetting that she's a girl, but yeah, she has to go get her haircut. And so we had to come on early because I got to go and drive her. Well, Mama got to go and drive her. You're so cute. I, oh, oh my god, I love this puppy, this puppet, the puppet who is going to take the puppy to go get a haircut. Puppies yeah. and puppets. Puppies and puppets, dude. I love this Little puppet P&P. so much. From Paige, Triple P. Paige, Paige, the puppet with a puppy. 
Yeah, yeah. But her name does not start with a P. It starts with an H. What's your bear. puppy's name? It has a silent Honey P. Bear. Honey, Honey bear. Honey bear. That's yeah. cute. That's cute. Yeah, she's cute, too. She's cute, Aww. too. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I come on because you like the local shopping. And I have a song <laughs> about local shopping and stuff. And I'm, you know, just, I, I love watching you. So Can you sing about, it for us? No. I have to professional sing it. It's like they, I, I, I get somebody else to sing it because my voice is not so good. Your voice but, is beautiful. What are you talking about? Oh, you guys see the other one. It, it, I did the produce videos and they are much better. Much better. I, I love your it. ribbon. Oh, thank you. I got it from the store. And then we made it together. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Canada? Everything. The kids. The kids, I got to say. But, you know... I like the trees and the animals too. All of it. All of it? We are awesome. We are awesome. <laughs> you are wrong. You are yeah, really I think wrong. he's wrong too. I think Canada. I I've never wrong. been to Canada, but you know, if, if Paige the Puppet's from Canada, then I think Canada's got to be pretty great because you're when a pretty they, great puppet. When they open the borders, you must come and see us. And if you like motorcycles and driving, you should see what I'm doing all summer long. I'm going all over Alberta to show everybody this favoriteest kids' places. Wait, are you? You're a motorcycle puppet? I was about yeah. to say I'm getting Sean Boston vibes right now. <laughs> Do you no, ride a motorcycle? I, no, we drive a minivan. It, That's okay. Not, yeah, we drive a minivan. Because, you know, I'm cool, but mom is not. That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. She and sometimes the, the DMV can just be so, well, I, I don't know, the Canada DMV, whatever your equivalent is, they can be so rude just not giving puppets their driver's license for motorcycles. Well, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a passenger. I, I don't drive. I'm too short. You're too short. I, I'm um, too short. Yeah, my, my, my feet, when she puts them on me, are still too short when she puts them on me. I don't always wear my feet. Cause she says they're heavy. Yeah, feet are heavy. I understand. I don't get the option to take my feet off. So as a puppet, you—that's a—that's a puppet privilege, I guess. Yeah, we got a few. We got a few. It, it's pretty cool. Well, so I, I assume you have like some other privileges, like you're immune to COVID. Yeah, yeah. They don't make me wear the mask. Although you know what, people look pretty cool in them. They look like doctors and nurses. Important. I don't, I don't get why they don't want to wear them. They look good, but I don't have to because technically I don't breathe. <laughs> so I, what you're, you, you might be having, helping me change my mind about Canada. What's the, what are the puppets per capita in Canada? Oh, well, you know, we have like lots of puppets because they make Fraggle Rock in Calgary now. And uh, so, and Fraggle Rock was mostly made in Canada. Uh, so I know there's lots of professionals and they have like different guilds, uh, but I don't know. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. There's nine in this house. See, if all, if there is a heavy puppet population in your province, the province of puppets. Um, I that that I might have a favorite province in Canada. Yay! Alberta never wins that race. <laughs> Poor Alberta. <laughs>
Oh, so do Alberta puppets, are they like uh, the people, or do, do y'all get, not get along with the Quebec puppets? Uh, are the Quebec puppets kind of dicks? No! No, no puppets are dicks. Only people No puppets are dicks. dicks. We, we have no dicks, you know. You have no dicks. <laughs> no! None of us! Even the ones that call themselves boys, you see. So, no, we, we can't be. Puppets are cool all the time. Only people can be... Like, you know, the bad word you just said that you made me say. I forgot I'm not supposed to swear. Yeah, don't swear. Yeah, know, you are a very wholesome puppet. Okay, so I tell us about be. what you do. So you mentioned you you go across the country. What? T tell us about what you do. Well, that's mostly what I do because I was invented. And <laughs> then my mom had to quit her job because I made her too too creative and that wasn't professional so now i had to try and get a job so that you know we could do stuff uh so now we're going to travel with rumble alberta i'm an influencer so, oh you're an influencer puppet. I, I will be i will be paid as an influencer as we go on the road and 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 do the reviews and stuff so that's what i do i mean i really got a job i thought i was just gonna sit in my cup and, and read and and that sort of thing but life changes real quick so how did uh how did your mom create you and invent you what's your story of how you came into existence okay so first of all how much time do we have what time is it because i gotta make sure that we go on time okay so um, puppets respect time nice okay i can tell the story okay so there is a book. Actually, do you you will maybe read the book because you are doing Seth Golden next week, right? So yeah. um when my mommy moved to town, she got a book called The Purple Cow. And it That's was a big Seth Golden. And so um mommy read the book and then it was about the purple cow. And then she thought that what if there was a purple puppet so she made my big sister violet and violet was going to teach about business like the easy abc's one two threes like sesame street because you know business can be easy and fun anyway so she invented me and then one night she had a dream because people were fighting all over the world about the different colors of peoples and stuff like that and it made her sad and it made her think of mr rogers so she got up and she went to the store and got the seven colors to be the seven um wisdoms of philosophy virtues of philosophy not wisdoms oh my goodness i'm so silly anyways so the seven virtues of philosophy and then she made the seven puppets and then she was going to make a show with us and then she realized she kind of sucks at the telling of the stories so then we were kind of sitting in the boxes for a long time and then and 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 then I forget what happened next, but then then I got a job on my own. I don't know. I forget. Your mom sort of your your mom sort of sounds like the Muppets version of Thanos, trying to collect all the infinity colors to make the gauntlet of puppets. Ooh, that was a really good movie. I saw that with my big brothers, but uh, the big brothers are the real guys. Anyways, um, yeah. Um, but no, I'm nice, so I'm not Thanos. I would be like, if I, you know, there's no superheroes like me. The I'm sorry, you don't blink at all, do you? 
No, no. she doesn't blink, dude. Wow. Mom didn't give me that special function. Do you know that's an advanced puppetry creation function? She learned how to make me from YouTube videos, sort of. Yeah. That's amazing. She, okay. She never so, made nothing before in her life, except, you know, like paper crafts, because she was a preschool teacher once upon a time. That's amazing. No, so I have a couple questions for you. First of all, when we yeah. do Seth Godin Week, will, would you and your puppet siblings want to come back on to teach us about the ABCs of business? Um, we have to see whether we can do that because we only have one mama and, and there's eight, nine of us. Oh, okay. So well, either either um, you can come back on go. or one of your puppet siblings could come on. I mean, it doesn't have to be all oh, of you at once. Oh, 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 I know. I will ask Princess Violet because she was the first puppet, the purple puppet, the one mom made without a pattern before she knew how to do anything. Okay. Okay. So we, okay. we Promise not to tell any of your siblings, but what, what's the dirt on some of them? Oh, okay. So let's see. They are all, oh, I have so much remembering to do. Okay. So there is Edgar. Edgar is blue. And oh, he sounds they, Canadian. His virtue, his virtue. What was Edgar's virtue? Um, He's remained Ryan a Leafs fan since the 60s. Oh, goodness, no. We are Oilers fans in this house. You are what yeah. fans in this house? Oilers. Oiler fans. Oilers. Oilers, yeah. okay. I got yeah. it. Y'all have been relevant sooner, yeah. more recently than the Leafs. Respect. Well, a little bit more relevant. They kind of tanked. They were good way, way back they in were the good. day. They were good. They had Gretzky. But, yeah. But, but you know what? Gretzky wasn't the only one. There was Gretzky. There was Curry. There was coffee. There was everybody. You got it? Exactly. My mom everybody. Was right. Everybody. Oh, you found my picture of me and my There's sister. the whole yeah. puppet crew. This Okay, yeah. so the... This is the the puppet crew, which was posted to my yeah, lady yeah, business owners right. Facebook group. So we can look at the whole puppet family. Yeah, I love so Princess Violet. She's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she has her own tiara and everything. So we have Princess Violet, and she's sort of like a crew leader. She's our big sister. She was made about two years before the rest of us. And the rest of us, well, there's yellow. She's Yasmin, and she's into yoga and crystals and being all zen and stiff. And then there's me, I'm Paige, and my um, uh, uh, virtue is wonder, and my favorite question is why. And then there's Edgar, and he is into truth. So he's like the science geek. And um, what was... My orange sister, Olivia. And now I remember her name's Olivia. She doesn't come out much. She mostly lives in the red box. Anyway. Poor um, Olivia. Well, you know, the, the dog, Honey Bear, she likes to eat her hair. So <laughs> she has to be kept. Um, is is she like a middle child? Does Does mom sort of forget about her? Yeah. Because, <laughs> Yeah. Mom Poor Olivia. The rest of them lots, okay? Like they're all middle childs. <laughs> all of them. I am the 
youngest, so I get the treats and and Princess Violet. And don't tell anybody this, because then everybody oh, will know. Oh, we would you. never tell anybody. We won't tell the other puppets about it. Don't we? Worry. Absolutely will okay. not come anywhere Thank close you. to telling the other puppets about your preferential treatment. <laughs> Thank you, because that may hurt their feelings, and we don't like to hurt feelings, not on purpose, you know. Um, of course. And so my brother Gary, he got sent away. Um, yeah. Mom he got sent mom. away. Is he? Which one is he? Is he? Is in he in like military school? Is no, he with Cadet no, Kelly? No, mom went home to him. Mom went home to him. It's embarrassing, but yeah, mom sometimes, you know stands us off when she's hungry or something. I don't oh my know. god. How, what kind of, how, how has that strained your relationship with your mom knowing that like she loves you but she's also willing to make money off of you? Well, everybody's got to eat, you know. Well, That's fair. So you, you, you've come to terms with it. You're, you're, you're not, you're okay that you could one day be sold. Well, if I get sold, I'd go to a house that loved me, wouldn't I? I mean, they'd have I don't to know. really, really love me because I'd be really, really, really spendy. Mom is yeah. not cheap, you know. So yeah, handmade anyway. puppets are not cheap. So if someone's willing no. to pay expensive prices for a whole handmade puppet, they better really love puppets. There are weird people in this world. Look at Sid from Toy Story. He wanted that new Buzz right, Lightyear. You know what, Sid from Toy Story? I will defend it. I'm going to be the Sid from Toy Story defense. I'll make a defense video of him. I love Sid from Toy I'd Story. I'd watch that defense video. Yeah. Would you, Paige? Would you watch a defense of Sid and Toy Story? Oh yeah, he probably has a very nice story. You know, he seems a little bit like people didn't pay attention to him. And when you don't pay attention to little kids, they're going to find ways. They're what about Olivia the puppet? Is Olivia the puppet going to become Sid because she's locked up in the chest? No, because she understands. She's smarter than the average bear. Um, she's smarter than I Sid? Think so. I think so. And also, Mom, you know, there's blood and sweat and tears in each of us. So I think that each of us has that understanding that we will always be bonded to the mama. I think so. so I think it's cool that you're all handmade. So when your mom went to make you, how did she... How did she make you? I know she used some YouTube videos. What what materials did she use to make you? How were you made? I want to hear about that. Okay, so she went to the <coughs> excuse me. Um, she went to the local uh, yarn store. <clears throat> I mean, not yarn store. It was a a fabric store. But there's a sad thing. It has now burned down. So oh no, um, that's terrible. Place, yeah, yeah. The place where our came from is now no longer so it's, it, it doesn't exist anymore and that's sad because anyway so she got the fabric from there and most of our clothes came from the thrift store and our eyes came um mine mine were made from spoons so she took the spoons and she covered them with the felt and then she made each of our eyes uh, differently. Um, one of my brothers has ping pong ball eyes. Another one has styrofoam eyes. I am the only one with teeth. You see these teeth? These teeth came from Amazon. She made them from these little dental beads that people use to make their teeth look pretty when they lose a tooth. And those are my teeth. But I first, love your teeth. They, your teeth are beautiful. You. I love them. Thank you. At first, Do you think you're the prettiest? Up. 
I do because at first they were makeup sponges, but the makeup sponges got squishy, especially after we went to go and visit Santa a couple of years ago and the kids touched me all over. It was fun, but they're messy. And so I had to get new teeth. I've had um, recent updates. All of us have gotten updates since we were first made. We, we didn't look all perfect when we and we a work in progress is, is what mama says a work in progress so there's that now do you think since you're the baby you're gonna upgrade faster than the others like do, do you just sort of Maybe. assume that you're the first to get upgraded i'm the first to get a job so you know so you deserve the upgrades I think so. I mean, it's kind of fair, right? I'm the one going on the streets, on the road, trying to find all these kids. Wait, what's your job? I, I'm an influencer. I'm an influencer. They pay on me the streets? to go on the road. Yeah. Well, so okay, yeah. So when you travel across across Canada as an influencer, yeah. what do you what do you where do you do you go to like schools and do a show? What do you what kind of stuff? Yeah, is do this you like do Avenue Q stop? or yeah. the Muppets? Like I want to know what you mean by on the streets because, like I said, these two shows Avenue Q means one thing on the streets. The Muppets <laughs> is a whole nother. And and it's like neither of those. This is the first time ever is happening, and. So in Alberta, lots of our places in the rural places, they don't get attention. People don't know they're there. And so we had, a, Mama had a friend and they get together and they're doing this big, big promotion all across the province. It's crazy. 44 routes and 14 adventure routes and people will get event passes and try and get prizes and, and do challenges and stuff. Like go to the biggest egg and take a picture there. And then go to the big bee and take a picture there. And all of that sort of stuff. So you get it? And then my job, and this is the first time ever, but I am the only puppet. There are 12 influencers going on the road this summer. And so I'm one of them. And my job is to go visit the kid-friendly places and talk about them, review them, show the people, oh, this is in this area, you know, like I'm going to talk about my favorite candy store and the best parks. Of course, the best park in the province is right here in Whitecourt, Alberta. I will say that right now. They are not going to convince me there's much better, but they can try. They can try um what else that's that's pretty much what i'm doing i've never had a job before i'm the first person but we're not like a show um i am trying 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 to start a youtube channel but we suffer from inconsistency and and that's mostly it so we do have so a YouTube when you channel, the preschool puppet but we're trying mom is a little bit scattered shall we say um so yeah there's that so wait, do you do you have if you have a channel, what is it? Because I wanna I wanna promote oh. it to everyone. At preschool puppet, at preschool puppet. But you know what? Um, the, 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 the we just heard that we have to go now. We gotta go and get the car ready and get the dog off. We will be back around eight fifteen. If you guys are still here, we'll try and see if you're still here. But we gotta go and get in the car because she needs a haircut. I just have three, you know, very normal, um, not offensive questions left. Uh, 
What is your religion, political affiliation, and annual income? Okay, you don't actually have to answer. Um, Take care. I know, I'm so <laughs> And I really, really have to go. Do you know how mad that lady is going to be? She's got scissors, you know. She's got, She's got scissors. scissors. You don't go. want her to hurt Bye. the puppy. You don't want her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let her, the scissors and the puppy, no way. Wait, are you being held hostage if she's threatening no, you with no. scissors? No, no. I'll stay there later. I'll go now. Bye. 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 Bye, Paige. Thanks for being here. Ah, we can't leave. How do we get to leave? Oh, it's not working. Oh, Paige got frozen. Hold on. Okay, I think. All right. All right. Thank not you to, for here, Paige the puppet. Um, not to read into body language, but she seems terrified of her mom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I I'm think we have an interesting Paige situation. Paige the puppet on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure where she is, but if she comes back later, then we will absolutely pull up her um, YouTube page and. Uh, I hope we get to speak to Edgar or Olivia next because I want—I I definitely want to stir some drama up with those puppets and talk about how Paige is talking shit about them. <laughs> puppet drama. Dude, that I, puppet I'm, was awesome. I'm here for the puppet drama. I love the puppets. Um, we have another guest coming on in a little bit, and that is going to be Caroline, who is... Um, also believe, Canadian. The fuck? <laughs> is Caroline Canadian too? Yeah, she outed herself in the chat. She said that she's... Not what province she's in. Oh, she... Okay. Okay. Okay, not, well, here's the thing. Maybe you should stop hating Canada when we have so many wonderful Canadians who watch this show and support us. I think they come for the Canadian hate. Maybe. <laughs> all, all, all Canadians are masochists. I think that's an interesting video essay for the future. You kind of have to be a masochist to live in Canada. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um yeah, so we have Caroline coming on in a little bit to talk about psychology because, as you guys know, we are wrapping up Marie Kondo for two weeks, not just one week. We This is the first time we've ever had uh, someone that we have followed for two weeks. And the reason for that is that a lot of people in the chat were saying that following Marie Kondo was actually helpful for them. Following her was actually helpful for me. Um, I'm going to film a wrap up video either today or tomorrow to talk about the past two weeks for my main channel, where I'm going to discuss how, you know, I feel like the hoarding tendencies could go along with OCD. And the place that I learned that was from Caroline, who is in the process of studying to be a psychology professional. So she just I, got her master's or she's like it, a week away. Well, either way, she can tell us herself because she is ready to come onto the stream. Hello, Caroline. Hi, Hi Caroline. How are you? Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. Wait, cool. I for some reason can't hear you. All right. Well, let's, let's say some shit real quick while she can't hear us. Okay. Yeah, if you're you talking shit just means you're gonna say a bunch of rude things about Canada all day. That is not even remotely close to false. <laughs> um, like I love how I love how Queen of Spades is like, let's take over the okay. stream, Maple Leaf power. And it's like the Maple Leafs can't even guys, get out of the first round of the playoffs. For you guys for Can you still can't hear us? I don't know what's going on there. Oh, oof, okay. Well, while she's figuring that out, Amanda Gosh, sent you the link to Paige the Puppet on Instagram. On YouTube here. 
Okay, so I'm gonna check Instagram because I want to see if Paige the Puppet. I want to promote Paige the Puppet's channel because I love Paige the Puppet. Oh, there, there she is. There she is. I don't know why I couldn't find that when I searched it. Paige the Preschool Puppet. Page the Preschool Puppet has only 11 subscribers. That is a crime, dude. I'm going to subscribe right now. Um, okay, every- so I think how I'm going to do this is... You guys are going to have to like type to me or something. I don't know. I, I can't hear. We'll figure this okay. out. We'll figure this out real quick. I want to I wanna let everyone have... Um, this right here is the link. Thank you, Amanda, for sending it to me. This is the link to Paige the Preschool Puppet. Everyone, please go and subscribe because I am really excited to watch all of Paige's uh, videos because this puppet stuff is so cute. And I love that we have we have a puppet influencer. I'm trying to mouth to Caroline because we can hear her. So if she can read lips, we're solid. And she's up to 14 now. Oh, yes. Everyone subscribe to Paige the Preschool Puppet. Um, Cool, 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 cool. Do you really want to? Oh, she's up to 17. I just made 18. Okay, so we can try sign language, but I only know like, hi, how are you? And um, a couple swear words. Oh, and my name is. So I can say my name is swear words. I love it. I love it. Uh, I think Caroline's reconnecting. I suddenly got very nauseous. I don't know what happened. I think it might have to do with the fact that I stayed up all night editing a video. And to stay up all night editing a video, what I had to do was eat a lot of chips and hot sauce. Yeah, that that would definitely... I mean, according to Tony Robbins, this uh, acid-based diet is going to kill you. And that sounds like an acid-based diet. But then again, if Tony Robbins says something's going to kill you, chances are might make you live forever. That's exactly true. As far as other things that could make you nauseous, it could have been that I insinuated the puppet had a uh, an interesting profession and Joe just came right out and asked if that puppet was a prostitute. Yeah, that's how it seems what happened. Jo- Joe asks the questions that no one else wants to and I respect him for that. Oh, I, I have so much respect for Joe for that. <laughs> I, I, I could definitely see Joe being a, a reporter at the White House and just being like, excuse me, Mr. President, are you saying that you are a whore? <laughs> I would love to see Joe asking the questions. I would love to see Joe asking. This this should be a Joe stream. Uh, um, yeah, so, okay. So while, while Caroline is trying to reconnect and hopefully have the audio fixed. Uh, oh, she's back. Audacity of that audio. Okay. We can, can still you hear, hear you. Us? Yay, I can hear you now. Yes! Awesome. Yes, I'm so excited. Now let's speak another me. language and mess it up. Like, so <laughs> now that she can hear us, let's just speak something she can't understand. Uh, I'm so excited. I feel like I've, I've developed such a parasocial relationship with you guys, like having you your, your broadcast on like <laughs> while doing dishes or whatever. And I like, feel like I know so much about Savvy and Arcade, but you guys... Don't have any idea who I am. We overshare our lives. It's probably we, not. We good. know that you're a Jets fan because of where you live and no other reason. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. I, don't tell my family because they are like 
hardcore Jets fans and will be very upset if they hear that I haven't been following hockey for a while. So that's interesting. Is that normal in Canada where like kids are just like, I, I don't know. Like, so th this is going to potentially be an offensive joke, but I, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Is not liking coffee the equivalent of coming out of the closet in Canada? Not liking coffee? Not, not like coming out of the closet. Like you have to like you say, no, dude, you said coffee, but I think you meant hockey. My, no, not liking hockey. My bad. It's not like uh, <laughs> here's the thing: is you prefaced an offensive joke, and then the words that you said just didn't make any sense, and so it kind of, I think, softened how offensive what you said was awesome. because because what you said just didn't make any sense. I'm just seeing like okay. Canadians who worship hockey. God, I am almost saying <laughs> coffee every single time, and just being like that their kid just coming out and saying, "Mom, Dad." I, I really hate this sport with the ice and the sticks. And they're just like, how dare you? How could you possibly ruin this for us? You know, I, I guess there is like some sort of similarities you could say. Cause like as a kid, you know, in gym class, we all played floor hockey or like boot hockey if we ever got to go outside. Um, so, you know, if you ever did kind of out yourself as not liking hockey, then people would treat you a little bit differently because that's not the norm here. Um, oh, wow. Canada's a cult. <laughs> confirmed. Canada is a, well, they gave us Jordan Peterson and Brandon Frazier, and I like one of them. <laughs> I mean, at least where I live. I don't know if I can generalize to everywhere, but like I live in Winnipeg. Um, I'm, I'm really also oversharing right now, but... Um, yeah, here, if you're not a Jets fan, you may as well just go somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was shocked at how little hockey they showed on Degrassi. For Degrassi is a Canadian staple, yet there isn't much hockey on it. It's there's for one season, and then the kid well, there's is that, no there's longer that. there. But I mean, in the... in the third season of The Next Generation, Marco's boyfriend plays hockey. Yeah, and he goes pro thing. in Europe. He goes pro in Europe. Um, but Derailed the, by Degrassi as always. In the original Degrassi. <laughs> Can I tell you guys a secret? Yes. Yeah, you, I've never watched Degrassi. You don't? You do, oh, my God. You are just, okay. So Wait, is, is that, is that, like, not even Canadian. Is yeah. that normal? Like, I feel like Degrassi might be super Ontario. Like, is it normal for people outside of Ontario to not watch Degrassi? I don't know. Um, okay, I, I might be making myself out to be a huge youngin but I, I think it was a little bit before my time i'm i'm 24 i was born in 96. i so, liked degrassi right. when i was 24. i'm <laughs> kidding i understand what you're saying <laughs> yeah um i think it may have been a little bit before my time either that or i don't know i don't watch a whole lot of tv so so what do you do for fun? You don't like <laughs> hockey and you don't like Degrassi. I mean, what else is there? Well, yeah, you're Canadian. You do like so. coffee, okay. Do you like, do you like geese? <laughs> you know, I, I actually had a close encounter with a goose last summer. Um, they sound dangerous. <laughs> they sound vicious. They're... they're you know what? I, I had a very friendly encounter with a goose. Um, I went for a picnic with my partner and we sat in the grass and we had this little lunch laid out and there was a goose that really wanted, it was really eyeing this cucumber that we had. So we were trying to feed this goose cucumber and I have a video of it somewhere, but I'm not even going to bother finding it because I got a million other things saved to my phone. But yeah, we fed this goose, goose cucumber and then it it seemed friendly, but it also kind of had this devilish look on its face. So that's a goose. Yeah. I I feel like there's a collection of short stories that could be written in Canada 
about mm -hmm. romantic encounters that were ruined by geese. I guess so. Yeah. 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 It's um, geese have also like made me late for things. You know, they'll be crossing the road and traffic has to stop because you don't want to <laughs> deal with roadkill. On and they just challenge you to run. They're like, I dare you <laughs> fucking drive over me. Yeah. Like I've been on the bus before and like the bus driver has had to get out and like make sure that the geese got to the other side. Cause like sometimes they'll, they'll just like hang there in the street. They'll just chill and not, care about anything that's going on that these big machines are trying to <laughs> <I respect that. laughs> yeah goose are, are assertive that way i guess i'm sorry for going so far away from like what we actually brought you on for yeah. which was you know that's the thing though once rk hears about canada he's suddenly like all right so let's talk about hockey degrassi and then let's insult you i that get distracted by way more than canada okay no, i get distracted by just everything canada, it's just canada Okay. So have you live in rent free hey. in your head. Have you ever diagnosed a goose? <laughs> Again, not yet. I, I Man, think that would I, be a fun book. I, I, actually, I have a, a shirt that actually says, uh, keep talking, I'm diagnosing you. I should have worn it. Oh, well. Oh, that would have been beautiful. <laughs> ah, sorry. Maybe next time you bring me on here. <laughs> oh, hey. So in the chat, we have Angela, who also does is from Ontario and doesn't watch Degrassi and doesn't like hockey. So you have another fellow Canadian who there doesn't do go. Canada things. <laughs> Insert stepbrothers clip. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> so Caroline, right? The other yes. day you were telling us about how you are. So do you, do you have your master's degree? So in, what, what's your education in psychology right now? Right. Um, so I'm almost finished my master's. I actually just had my last class uh, ever yesterday. Um, That's so exciting. We yeah. need those always Marco sound effects so we could have like that bull yeah. horn going. Doo, 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 doo. Like, yeah, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I still have stuff to wrap up, um, like some final projects and all that. But I expect to be done uh, by summer or yeah end of summer at the very latest. Um, but yeah, my um, education and training is in school psychology. So I, I'm gonna preface this where I'll so, tell you right now, I am not an expert mm -hmm. uh, in anything for that matter. Um, I trust when, you now. <laughs> I trust. Yeah, you no, honestly, experts. no, it's true. People, people who admit they're not experts are much more trustworthy from the get go. <laughs> yeah, Jordan um, Peterson's I, an expert. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm an expert in not knowing things. I guess that's beautiful. Wait, okay. so as a Canadian hey. and a psychology, uh, I love the preface. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on Jordan Peterson and how he represents <laughs> psychology in Canada? Yeah, not a fan. Okay, she's a tongue out emoji. I get all his, I get all his fans in my comments to tell me how he's a professional and I'm wrong. So maybe I need to just get you on my channel to be oh like, gosh. actually, I'm a professional too. <laughs> I'm not yet though, savvy. I'm not I yet. gotta, I gotta wait till you're a professional. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a clinician certificate yet. I, I haven't okay. been hired by anyone yet, so. <laughs> I mean, somewhat. So we'll delay this. We'll wait like four months. Gosh. And then, and then we she could bring you on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> so no pressure, but savvy needs you to become a professional. Lazy I now. need you to become a professional so that we can take down Jordan Peterson together. Do it for savvy, because his fans are very rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to just stay away from that whole camp of people. I mean, 
I don't know. I have one friend who really likes Jordan Peterson and I, 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 I just told him like, you got to chill with the stuff that you put on Facebook about this kind of stuff. Cause you know, people could see this and he wants to be a teacher. So I'm like, I don't know if the school's going to hire you if you're posting this kind of transphobic stuff, but Ugh, yeah. yeah. To the surprise of no one, he identifies as male. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to insult all of them. I've, I've had a female, I've had a few female Jordan Peterson fans in my comments and they're always nice though. They're always like, Savvy, I like your videos. It's, it's a shame we disagree on this, but Jordan Peterson really helped me through a difficult time in my life. And they're always very nice like that. The male Jordan Peterson fans are like, I could tell from the way that you looked that this video was going to suck or something. I'm like, oh, okay. Gosh. That's rude. But the female Jordan Peterson fans always come at it from a point of like, I have an attachment to his work because it has helped me in my life previously. And like, they always like come from, uh, at it from a much nicer perspective. Okay. Yeah. That's um, what I've noticed in the chat anyway. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't actually, you know what? I, I'm going to go out and say it. I, I haven't actually looked into Jordan Peterson's stuff too much. I mean, I know you've done some videos on it, Savvy, and I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I kind of come for all the uh, anti-MLM and Rachel Hollis stuff, and I, I've stuck around for the book stuff too, but it's just like Jordan Peterson. I'm just like, eh, eh, I don't need that. Like, so, I mean, I guess, I guess I, it's good to um, listen to people that you know you disagree with. Um, but I, for the most part, I've just kind of stayed away from that because well, I'm the kind of person who will, yeah, you're a I read the comment person. section too, which like, don't ever read the comment section for stuff that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I see, like, I mean, maybe for your own YouTube videos. Yes, yes, you should. But like, yeah. not reading the comments is self-care on certain things. So sometimes, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, Anywho. I'm laughing. We got our first RK React music request in our chat. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Milano de Oliveira says, RK, bro. Fuck it. I'll Aries, do it. Okay. Aries I'm buying a house. A I'm a little distracted right now. Aries's music isn't going anywhere. He's obviously my favorite South African artist. I'll get to it, man. I love it. Yeah, you. bro. Aries dropped a mixtape. Why aren't you hey. reacting to Aries dropped hey. a mixtape? If y'all want to listen to some non-American hip hop, Aries is fantastic. And so is Youngs to CPT. They're my two favorite uh, South African rap artists. Cool. There you go. So, Caroline, I'm yes. sorry to totally derail this. If, if Savvy okay. asked a question, feel free to answer that. If not, my question is, who are some psychologists who have written books that you do like and do endorse? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Well, everything I've read up to this point has been, like, for school. So, um, gosh, who are, who are some that I, I do endorse? You know what? Like, I... Uh, he's not a psychologist, but Gabor Maté, he's a um, medical doctor, actually, but I, I do um, really appreciate, I don't agree with everything that um, he says, but I, I really do appreciate his outlook on too many different issues. Like he, um, I'm currently reading a whole book that it's kind of old. It's like written in the 90s, but um, it's about ADHD. It's called Scattered Minds. And he has a whole different take on ADHD, um, talking about how, uh, trauma can play a huge effect into that. And um, I'm not sure how much I agree with it. I want to read the whole book first, but that's um, one of the people who's like highly educated and um, is also, again, one of those people to will willing to admit when they're wrong. Um, 
which is another thing that I appreciate. Um, yeah, like I said, like every, all, I'm looking at my bookshelf and like all of my psychology books are textbooks. So I don't know. I could endorse some of these textbook authors, but that's it's, kind of boring. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know you mentioned also when I was sending you the link that you have the DSM with you and all of that, which yeah. is awesome. I do. Yes, the with DSM-5. I love it. Yeah. So for those of you who are watching who don't know what the DSM is, so this is essentially like the Bible for psychologists, mm -hmm. uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, it's in its fifth edition currently. And yeah, this is like what psychologists reference when um providing a diagnosis um so like in my profession as a school psychologist i don't have like the qualifications to diagnose everything um like my kind of realm would be more so like adhd mm -hmm. reading disabilities intellectual disabilities um i don't think that most school psychologists diagnose things like depression anxiety like ocd um there might be some that do, but that's just kind of not um, our area of expertise. Um, mm. Autism as well. That's one that we would kind of uh, diagnose. And like there are some school psychologists who are more well-versed in certain disorders than others. Like one that I've worked with, she was like an expert in autism. And, you know, she could kind of, I, I, I don't want to say this, but could diagnose in theory a kid with autism after observing them for like five minutes, um, which is really neat. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, like, I don't feel that I've had enough training to, like, be able to do a full diagnosis, but anywho. Um, so, yeah, I've got, like, so many sticky notes here because, um, like, last year yeah. we, we, we did a whole test on, it was um, a class on, it was called Child Psychopathology, which is not about psychopaths, um, which many would think. It's, like, about... Um, different disorders and like the origins on that psychopathy could be included in that but psychopathology just means um you know um differences in uh the mental condition i guess yeah and i okay <laughs> so i know that the dsm-5 has been because like you know i took a couple psychology classes in college uh -huh. as many people do but i don't have a full education but i remember learning about the dsm and all of that and i feel like they've been on the like i was in college almost 10 years ago at this point so mm -hmm. i feel like we've had the dsm 5 for a really long time how often does it get updated yeah. and have a new edition come out i think this one is to 2013 so it's that new ish want to say like maybe like around every 20 years or so i know i still oh, really wait so when i was in college was that the dsm4 we were learning about and now yeah, i remember i remember like my first undergrad psychology class that i took they were talking about oh yeah the dsm5 is coming out or like it just came out and our textbooks aren't updated it was one of those um so yeah um there were quite a lot of major changes. Like I, I can't remember exactly what, but they kind of changed how they categorized everything in the DSM. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I believe that hoarding disorder was added in the fifth edition. I don't think it was in there before. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one when when we're talking about wrapping up Marie Kondo for the past mm -hmm. two weeks. She's helped me a lot because I have always had issues with hoarding things and like having emotional, uh, like not even emotional attachments to every individual item, but like mm -hmm. always I can't, 
I always feel sad when I throw things away, even if it's trash. Like I just can't like when I let go of it and put it in the trash, mm -hmm. I'm suddenly like it's it's anxiety inducing because of that. And so I end up like hoarding tons of things. And like even if I'm I'm surrounded literally by trash, it's like because I just can't bring myself to do it. So what does the DSM say about hoarding? I'm just curious right. because I've this is a thing I feel like I'm trying to work through that I have struggled with since for my whole life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read the criteria, like the diagnostic criteria for hoarding disorder. I am not diagnosing you, Savvy. Do not take this as a I'm diagnosis. I'm not taking it as a diagnosis. I just want to learn what the DSM this says is about it. Yeah. Just me reading this. This does not mean you have it or yeah. do not have it. This is yeah. Just I just me want to hear educating about it. Yeah. Please don't sue me if anyone's watching this. Okay. Yeah, no one's suing okay. you because I, you are not diagnosing anyone. You're just talking okay. about what the disorder so, says. So there are, I guess, uh, six uh, diagnostic criteria for hoarding disorders. So the first one is uh, persistent difficulty discarding or parting with possessions regardless of their actual value. Yeah. So that is kind of a main marker of hoarding disorder. Um, the next one is... This difficulty is due to perceived need to save the items and to and to distress associated with discarding the item. So I guess that kind of makes sense with what you were saying, Savvy, with um, you have a yeah. hard time throwing away things because it just makes you anxious. Um, yeah, you, you feel that you yeah. don't need it. Yeah. Hey, so uh, third one, C here is the difficulty discarding possessions results in the accumulation of possessions that congest and clutter active living areas and substantially compromises their intended use. If living areas are uncluttered, it is only because of the interventions of third parties. Parties, I almost said. <laughs> Because of the interventions of third parties, such as family members, cleaners, authorities. So, you know, seeing your living space, I don't think that would apply to you because, like, you yeah. have organized. I don't think I have officially have hoarding disorder. No, no. I just I think I have I have a hoarding tendencies. Like, I just yeah. have I have some hoarding habits that I need to break. But yeah. You don't yeah. have third parties coming in. No, I don't have third. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I've not had interventions because my living room is is unlivable and getting infested with things. So I'm yeah. haven't I've never reached that level. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The next uh, criteria is the hoarding causes clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. So this one is like kind of for every single disorder in the book um yeah. is that yeah whatever this sort of difference that someone would have is it has to be like very distressing and or impairing in that person's life so um, that makes sense because it's mm -hmm. like um you know whether it's i because I, I know that people will sometimes when talking about mental illness will go well you know I experience that sometimes too. And it's like, I think everyone experiences a range of emotions, but whether or yeah. not you have, you are actually dealing with a mental illness has more to do with, does it impact your everyday life and your functioning? Are, is it a thing that just you like, cause people talk about like depression and some will, will mm -hmm. sometimes I get depressed in, in quarantine because I'm like, Oh, I'm going through some quarantine depression, but I don't have the clinical depression. That's a completely yeah. different thing. That's something where, you know, d the, the, the lack of, um, motivation and the the lack of emotion like it affects your everyday life and functioning I don't have that so it's like I think that there's yeah. a there's a difference and I think that that's why it's good that the DSM like you know 
outlines that like does it affect your your functioning because i think yeah, you know that's sure. the difference between like i i don't think i have hoarding disorder i have hoarding habits which i'm trying to get rid of versus like someone who actually like has a disorder for it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure i'm really glad you pointed that out because yeah that's um yeah just about everything in the dsm yeah it has to have that you know significant yeah. impairment um yeah so and that's definitely like where I know that like OCD is a thing that affects uh, when I'm not taking medication that affects my everyday life. Like I cannot escape that. So yeah, that's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I have uh, generalized anxiety disorder, so it finds its way to sneak there into every single aspect of my life. Um, and I've learned to deal with it and still am learning how to deal with it, but um, definitely has that kind of persistent effect. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, um, yeah. So the hoarding disorder causes clinic clinically significant distress or impairment in a social, occupational, or otherwise important areas of functioning, including maintaining a safe environment for self and others. Yeah. So that's where you see like those shows like hoarders where like there is literal poop in the house and yeah. can cause infection. Um, okay. Next one is the hoarding is not attributable to another medical condition. For example, brain injury, uh, cerebrovascular disease, or Prader-Willi syndrome. So, yeah, I, I didn't actually know that about, like, brain injury. If you get a brain injury, it could actually affect, like, hoarding things. That's something that I just... I guess that makes yeah. sense, too, because sometimes yeah. people, like, I guess, depending on what kind of brain injury it is, you mm-hmm. might like either just not realize you haven't thrown the thing out or you might think that you need it for something else. So it might just affect the way you view mm-hmm. the things in your house uh, as opposed to like wanting to keep them for the sake of not being yeah. able to or the anxiety that comes with parting with them or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, Prater willie syndrome. I've heard a lot about it, but I don't know too much about it. It's, but I know that um, that's one where it's like a, a little more like compulsive behavior and they don't have um i guess the function to kind of um shut off certain behaviors so like a lot of people with prater willie syndrome are also like quite obese and hoard things um because they don't have that like capacity to um like either stop eating or um to stop collecting things so yeah um getting yeah getting off topic here um so the last uh, diagnostic criteria is the hoarding is not better explained by the symptoms of another mental disorder. So example, obsessions in obsessive compulsive disorder. So yeah. maybe this would yeah kind of exclude you here. Uh, decreased energy in major depressive disorders, uh, delusions in schizophrenia or another psychotic disorder, cognitive deficits in major neurocognitive disorder, restricted interests in autism spectrum disorder. So basically the hoarding can't really be explained um, by like another symptom of something. And I don't know if like holding onto items is an obsession for you. I don't want to like psychologize you right now too much. But you did share this information. Um, Yeah. So um, basically, (laughs) do you ever go on the subreddit uh, neckbeard nests? No, I didn't know about that one. It sounds 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 insane. like a mess. It's, absolutely disgusting and it's like i don't know it's one is of those it ones like, that- is it because from the title of it what it's bringing to mind is that people have grown a beard onto their neck and that there's food mm-hmm. or dust that's accumulated in it is that what it is it's no, no not the actual literal like a nest building of your 
no, no, no. I thought that's what you were saying, that, like, people have a beard on their neck and they eat too many chips <laughs> and it accumulates in the in the facial hair. That's not what it is. No, 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 no. It's, like, oh, okay, good. It, that's it's showing, like, pictures of um people's, like, living spaces and there'll be, like, bottles of Mountain Dew. Um, oh. Oh, so it's more of, yeah. like, a meme. I get it. It's a okay. meme. <laughs> It's basically just showing messy homes, but a lot of people will kind of out themselves and say, like, I've had depression for the last couple of months and haven't had any energy to clean. Yeah. And so this whole, like, mountain of garbage has kind of built up. Um, so, yeah, that's different from a hoarding issue. But, like, oh, man, the neckbeard nests, like, there's a weird thing with pee bottles. Like, it's it's disgusting. I won't go in. <laughs> I'm so sorry, RK. I saw you, like, flinch. <laughs> when, well, when you get to pee bottles, like, that's another okay, level yeah. of... I'm definitely not getting invited back onto the show now. No, you you definitely are getting invited back. (laughs) That's not even the worst thing we've heard on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, RK was way more offended by the fact that you're Canadian than... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I respect Canadians who have a healthy fear of geese, though, so... Oh, yeah. Like, like y'all know who runs that country, at least. (laughs) Justin Trudeau is secretly a goose. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Or controlled by them. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, so there are like some specifiers. So um, with hoarding disorder, so specify if with excessive acquisition. So if difficulty discarding possessions is accompanied by excessive acquisitions of items that are not needed or for which there is no available space. So these are the people that would be just buying lots of things or just taking everything out of yard sales, you know, um, excessive acquisition. and there's these other uh, specifiers. So uh, with good or fair insight, so the individual recognizes that hoarding-related beliefs and behaviors pertaining to difficulty discarding items, clutter, or excessive acquisition are problematic. So if someone is kind of self-aware or with poor insight, the individual is mostly convinced that hoarding-related beliefs and behaviors uh, are not problematic despite evidence to the contrary. And then there's another specifier with absent insight and or uh, delusional beliefs. So the individual is completely convinced that hoarding related beliefs and behaviors are not problematic despite evidence to the contrary. So yeah, I guess the diff- uh, difference between like with poor insight or with absent insight slash delusional beliefs are, um, let me read the wording on here. Individual is completely convinced. Okay, the individual is either mostly convinced that the hoarding-related uh, beliefs are be- and behaviors are not problematic, or the individual is completely convinced. So, I guess different levels of uh, being able to, like, intervene and help. Um, yeah, so that's all the diagnostic criteria here. Um, there's a whole bunch of pages, yeah, like, paragraphs here about, like, different features. Like, they talk about, like, animal hoarding and... Um, you know, what can be a, um, a risk factor, like what can kind of set you up, um, to possibly have hoarding disorder doesn't mean that, like, for example, if you are, um, there is a bit of a genetic, uh, component to it. So if you are like a child of someone who hoards, there's about like a 50% chance that you might also inherit that hoarding gene. Um, but a lot of children of hoarders also like come to resent, um, the features like that they've grown up with, like all the clutter. So many of them, uh, 
don't live in hoarding environments, but do they have like an opposite environment then where they just like throw away everything? I'm not sure. I'd want to look into that a little more. Like minimalists? Did they did minimalists adults grow up with parents that were hoarders? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so interesting, it says approximately 2% to 6% of uh, individuals uh, with our okay, community surveys estimate the point prevalence of clinically significant hoarding in the United States and Europe to be approximately 2% to 6%. That's a lot of people in our population. Yeah, that really is. That's a lot of people. Yeah, which is why like people like Marie Kondo exist and you know are able to make a whole career on helping with that. I mean, I know hers is not hoarding disorder her kind of um the stuff that she does it is kind of made for the everyday person who accumulates a bunch of stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah but um, i mean like she can help people who maybe have hoarding like because again i think it was interesting that this conversation started with differentiating the difference between tendencies and actual disorder i mean yeah. savvy mm-hmm. the fact that savvy was able like she was living in a mess and mm-hmm. she, she found help from one book and i think that that yeah. does serve a very interesting purpose because it does dif- it, for one it, it serves a huge differentiator because if you're a, mm-hmm. a, if, if actual instinct is to accumulate but then you can sort of find some self-help uh obviously it's not as debilitating and it does it's helping to promote some sort of self-empowerment within it so i think it's interesting how she does serve to important purpose on the people who are maybe living in a similar circumstance without actually having it genetically embedded in their brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Ginger had an interesting question here, and I'll definitely give my opinion on this, but I know a lot of other people might have different opinions as well. Mm-hmm. So Ginger says, is it rude to joke about having a disorder like hoarding or OCD if you don't have it or just have a mild form or symptoms of it? My thoughts when people ask this kind of topic are always, if you're going to joke about anything, just know your audience. If the person mm-hmm. you're talking to is someone who it would be hurt by that, then don't joke about it to them. And if there's someone who you know explicitly doesn't mind it and you just have that interaction between the two of you, then no harm, no foul. Everything's fine. But if it's someone that you don't know if they would be hurt by it or not, maybe err on the side of caution. I'm just the kind of person who I'm like, know your audience. I'm not very easily offended. Um, Mm -hmm. but I know that sometimes I can understand why it could be hurtful because like, I know when people make jokes about OCD, a lot of the jokes, like, I don't mind it being joked about. What I mind is that a lot of the jokes perpetuate untrue stereotypes. So it'll be like, um, if someone makes jokes about like they're being so clean and organized and having OCD, like I didn't know I had OCD for a while because I'm so messy and, and not organized as we're going to talk about hoarding can even be a behavior that goes along with OCD. So it kind of looks like the opposite of what people imagine it as. And that um, when people make the jokes about it, like it, it, I think it contributes to a culture of misunderstanding the disorder. So that's the only part that bothers me about it. But other than that, jokes don't bother me, but some for mm-hmm. people, if the joke does bother them, then it's just good to be respectful of whoever you're talking to. So I would say as with any type of communication to know your audience, And um, yeah, so Fox and Compass, for example, here says that uh, she's autistic and doesn't like when people make jokes about autism, like if they're just like fumbling a social interaction. I yeah. And so that you wouldn't want to joke about that with her because that would be very hurtful. So, yeah, don't do that. Um, So 
That's yeah. oh, and then Ginger's being very kind here, saying thanks for the good example. Yeah, see, I like this. I like this. We're all, you know, helping each other out. Oh, hey, and Paige the preschool puppets in the audience. What's up, Paige? Uh, hey, Paige. A culture of misunderstanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, exactly what Queen of Spades is here. It's not a cruel joke because, yeah, if it, if a joke isn't cruel, I generally don't mind. I just don't want mm -hmm. it, people to contribute to an overall cultural misunderstanding, which is what Fox and Compass is saying. Like, here savvy is a sense of BLT. Hilarious. I'm a sensitive BLT. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I totally agree with you, Savvy, in that like you you want to definitely be mindful of your audience. I yeah. think it is um it's one thing when you're making jokes about like the features of a disorder. Yeah. And it's another thing when you're making a sweeping generalization of, for example, this is what autism looks like. I think yeah, that exactly. is um that can be really harmful. I think um I think we do need to be very mindful of how like all the disorders in this book, all the ones that got sticky and more, um, these are real disorders that affect people and um, can be very um, pervasive in lives, right? Um, so yeah, like with your OCD, yeah, I, I hate it when people say, I'm so OCD about, you know, the way that my books are or like that. No, you are not so OCD. And I really hate it when people kind of use disorders as like descriptors of themselves. Autism is an ex exception. Um, that's a whole other thing. And I think Fox and Compass as an autistic person could definitely explain it better than I could. Um, but uh, disorders like ultimately um, should not be used as like a descriptor of someone like in um like the world of school psychology at least i don't know if this is true for everywhere but we try to use like person first language so like rather than calling savvy an ocd person we would call you a person with ocd right or even like obsessive yeah. compulsive tendencies right does that make sense yeah i think that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting I don't know how the placement making... of a word changes everything. Although if yeah. someone like, called me an OCD person, I don't think I would mind. But that's because I also just don't mind most things in life. I'm I'm pretty Yeah, you're really chill. So I'm pretty like, chill about most if, things. If someone yeah. called me an anxiety person, I'm like, okay, yes, that's true, but can I please I mean, I was literally called a sensitive BLT and I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I'll react to this while eating a BLT sandwich. That sounds fun. <laughs> Do abbreviations so, make it better? Like if we call you an AP instead of an anxiety person? Because then they can think okay, it's an advanced no, uh, Yeah, I'm just like, what What does that mean, AP? Right? Yeah, that just doesn't like, make sense. Yeah, I feel like OCD like, is one that's kind of become part of our vernacular, same with like ADHD. Like when yeah. we use those acronyms, we know kind of what we're referring to. Anywho, I, I don't know if I'm yeah. just rambling at this point, but um, no, yeah. everything you're saying is really important. I wanted to know a little bit how, because I remember in the chat the other day, you had mentioned that a lot of times hoarding can be a behavior that people with OCD might exhibit. And I wanted to know mm. your thoughts on that, because like you said, you know, that like I I probably don't have the, the this actual hoarding disorder. I don't think yeah. I do. I think that like like it mentioned in the DSM, you know, hoarding could be yeah. a behavior that goes with OCD. And I think it's probably just another one of those behaviors that ties back to that. Yeah. So there's like a whole category of obsessive compulsive and related disorders, it's called. So um, like hoarding is one of the ones there. Body dysmorphia is kind of categorized in there as well, as well as- Oh, um, I, I deal with body dysmorphia too. Yes. <laughs> that, I, it's, it's amazing. Like, 
when I finally got diagnosed with OCD and realizing that all of these various issues all tie back to it, I'm like, whoa, mm. yeah. So, and then um, trichotillomania, uh, which is hair pulling, as well yeah. as um, skin picking. These are all like- Oh, uh, I do all these things. Savvy, oh these are Pokemon cards, chill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm collecting all the OCD symptoms. What well, makes sense? Because I literally I got have a holographic disorder. disorder. <laughs> yeah, so these I've are literally all... like been picking skin this entire time off camera, but I, that's probably <laughs> gross. I shouldn't have said that, but I have been. It's okay. I talked about pee bottles, where this is just a, a gross live stream. So. Yeah, we're just being gross today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Anywho. Um. So, like, OCD is kind of like the main one of this section, like the sort of meat and potatoes of this whole obsessive compulsive and related disorders yeah. section of the DSM. Um. But there are like other ones that like. If I, for example, had a trichotillomania, that does not mean that I have OCD, and vice versa. Right. If I, um, these are just, um, these are all kind of categorized together. Um, but yeah, um, definitely could be some, uh, comorbidities, meaning like overlap. Um, you could have one and have the other. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not an expert on this and OCD is like one of the ones that I, I don't know a whole lot about because it's not, um, nearly as common in kids, um, which is like my primary demographic. It's not common idea. in kids, really? That's well, no, no, no. I mean, that's, that's what, um, I shouldn't say it's not common in kids. Um, I would more say like the issues brought to a school psychologist are often ones that are, um, I guess, more visible. Yeah. Like, um, for example, ADHD, like you often can tell um, when a kiddo has ADHD in the classroom because mm -hmm. um, they're going to be, you know, out of their chair or like not paying attention to class, really needing like that extra help. Whereas a kiddo with OCD, um, you know, you might not yeah. see it right away. And like, I, I find it interesting. It didn't really like, affect my yeah. school performance, but I definitely, st I remember I started feeling o the OCD symptoms that I've had all my life when I was probably in third or fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the same with my anxiety. Like I probably have had it since preschool, like honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's just because, you know, I was a straight A student and I was able to like kind of, kind of um, keep it up with, uh, academics and all that like unfortunately with the profession of um, at least with school psychology it's the squeakiest wheel gets the grease so mm. the ones that perceive to be like needing the most help and I'm not saying that you know children with ADHD or other kind of very obvious um, external behaviors don't deserve the help they absolutely do but it's the ones that are kind of more internalized um, that often don't uh, get the help at that earlier stage unfortunately. Um, do you think, I'm trying to phrase this, so like, and feel, feel free that I'm completely off base with this, but I was curious, so there's obviously an issue with under-treating children who are suffering from uh, mental disorders. Do you think there's a problem with uh, over-treating them or potentially hindering their, their uh, sociability by, by separating them from uh, traditional classrooms? Oh Okay, I, I did a whole presentation on self-contained classrooms. Oh, wow. School. Let's do it. Uh, okay. So, uh, gosh, okay. I don't want to, like, go off too much on this because I don't want to get completely sidetracked, but... Um, we love so... it. We're here for the sidetracks. <laughs> um, okay. I did a whole presentation on self-contained classrooms for children with um, what the school system, at least here in Canada, calls emotional behavior disturbances, um, which I hate that word because it makes it sound yeah. like this is a 
deranged child like that you would see in a horror movie. No, I called it, I just chose to kind of flip the language a little bit and called it emotional behavioral difficulties. Anyways, there are classrooms like designed for kids who have trouble with expressing their behaviors and um, they might end up in one of these classrooms with all the other kids who have trouble with their behaviors and the intentions are good and often like you can get some really good teachers who are really great with managing behavior. However, in those kinds of environments, the kids feed off of each other, unfortunately. And um, it, like you said, RK, it can really um, take away from learning, unfortunately. So they'll often find that these kids who are with the behavioral difficulties who are placed in a mainstream classroom for longer or um, are just have never been in a, one of these um, self-contained classrooms uh, will have uh, better performance in their academics than the kids who have been in these self-contained classrooms uh, for longer. And that's not true, I mean, to say that that's true for everyone, but um, this is the evidence that I have found with my research. I could cite my sources. I can bring up this whole project that I did. Um, I don't want sources. <laughs> I think that what you're saying here, and you brought up a really interesting point, which I think also is going off of what Fox and Compass says here. So Fox mm -hmm. and Compass says, uh, to add to the per person first identity stuff, Caroline was right with autism. We prefer identity first. We are autistic. Mm -hmm. We don't have autism. The only people who fight that are uneducated parents. And the comment about uneducated parents, and the, that reminded me of, you know, something you were saying along with um, how you change the word disturbances to difficulties. I think mm -hmm. with mental illness, there is culturally just a huge focus, not on the person dealing with it, but on the person, uh, but on the people that like have to deal with them or whatever. It's, there's a lot of focus mm -hmm. on, and I, I think this, you know, and autism is not a mental illness as far, uh, from what I know, autism is like a, a neurodivergence, right? Is yeah, that like neurodivergences are not yeah. all mental illnesses, but mental illnesses can fall under it. There's like a Venn diagram maybe. That's what yeah. I gathered from what I mean, I've learned. In the um, DSM, and like the DSM is not the be all end all. They used to have homosexuality in here, so right. definitely like, like I remember passing yeah. the DSM like being gay or trans or something was considered a mental disorder, which is like that's yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, but um, baloney. But uh, yeah. it is labeled right now as autism spectrum disorder. Um, there is like a difference between, um, I guess a a disorder and. Um, I guess just like other yeah but I guess overall but, like regardless of how they're classified I guess the point that I was going for was that I feel like mm -hmm. there's often a lot of focus on uh wh whether it's you know whether someone has a type of neurodivergence or a mental illness or both or whatever it seems that there's a lot of focus on the people that they're affecting with it rather than on helping them and you know you hear a lot about that with like uh this is what I think um Fox and Compass was bringing up, there's a lot of mm -hmm. autism organizations out there that focus on the parents and teachers of autistic kids. And it's like, oh, you know, uh, this this parent and teacher who deals with autistic kids must be amazing. And it's like, or maybe we could focus on the kid and what their learning needs are, as opposed to focusing on the needs of a, mm -hmm. of a completely external person, even though it's, I don't know, I just feel like there's yeah. a, like what you were saying with like how people will classify you know, learning differences in the classroom as disturbances, it's like that almost implies that you're, you're, you're focusing on the people around them as opposed to focusing on what's going to benefit them the most. 
It's almost this very like utilitarian way of looking at things as if we're all like cogs in a machine. Sure, That's why I like yeah. that you change it to difficulties because difficulties puts the focus on mm -hmm. the person who's actually struggling to learn things, which is the end goal is to find the best way for them to learn things. So I just like, kind of want to know your thoughts on that. Do you feel that there's a culture of prioritizing the people around those with um, a neurodivergence or mental illness or anything as opposed to the person themselves? Oh, like I for sure think that like we are very much like living in this um, medical model of uh, mental health for sure, where it's like we treat um, mental like differences, I guess, and difficulties as straight up uh, disorders, um, similar to like we would treat something like um, cancer or something such as um, like an injury, um, whereas most of these conditions are, you know, lifelong or if not lifelong, um, pervasive for a very extended period of time. But yeah, I agree with you that um, there is often that focus on, um, I guess, uh, changing changing the person um, to like fit the needs of others around them. Like uh, the, the analogy that I've heard is like, um, like uh, getting mad at the fish for the fishbowl being poisoned, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, okay, like, um, I don't know. Uh, people in psychology, like, there's a lot of like studies on fish, so I don't know why I'm thinking of fish right now. But um, anywho, um, there's like this analogy of rather than um, getting mad at this fish for not learning how to do things, you adjust the fishbowl, right? So yeah, changing the environment, and that's like really the whole movement for. Um, inclusive classrooms for sure. Um, so we are really off topic from McGree Hondo here, but um, in some classrooms for kids with ADHD, like they'll have the option of having like rocking chairs or wobble stools, which I love. Cause That's like- That's awesome. I know, I know. And I I wish that more places had it. It's I've seen them in some classrooms, but not everywhere. Um, so yeah, the kiddo is able to, you know, get that movement that they need because some children with ADHD need like extra movement and to just kind of uh, keep their body constantly in motion while learning. And they're still capable of learning in the classroom, but they just get that like extra, um, extra tool, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've answered your question. No, but you like, have. Yeah, this is... Um... Yeah. Yeah, what Fox and Cubbis says, it's always about the caregivers and not the actual kid that's across mm -hmm. disorders too. Diabetes, a, uh, autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, OCD, etc. I definitely, yeah. yeah. And I think that that comes down to like the the way that we all view the world as like this, like the like social customs are set in stone, which they're not. Mm -hmm. It's like this whole idea of like, yeah, this is how the school system works. It's like, okay, but maybe it doesn't have to work that way. Maybe it would be a lot of work to change it, but maybe we should be progressing towards that because yeah. it's right now the focus is so much on like the class as a whole and making sure the most, the greatest number of students can succeed. And if someone else is dragging them down, then, in, you know, I just feel like oh that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of how it is. Um, yeah, yeah, there's so many issues in like the education system as we know it. And there, you know, in my profession, I want to like be able to make some change. But I think like having these types of conversations is so important and recognizing that there are people who aren't like everyone else and who have different ways of uh, needing to be in a classroom, right? And I, I think what's important is that we include 
as much as we are able to, because that's, I mean, not even as much as we are able to, as much as the child um, or yeah, person who is struggling um, wants to be and can be included. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Or, no, what you're saying yeah. makes sense. I think it's cool that you're going into the the school psychology system because I think that, I mean, having a school psychologist is awesome. I think too many schools just don't have a psychologist at all. So yeah. to go into this, I think it's going to be really helpful for, you know, the next generation of students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is like school psychologists are quite spread thin. Like most school psychologists jump between at least three different schools. Um often like five or six different schools depending on like where they're placed um so it's never almost never at least um one psychologist per building um so yeah uh it's a definitely a profession that not a whole lot of people know about and i'm happy to answer any questions um yeah um <laughs> that is fantastic um have another question for you. So I guess going towards um, what we were talking about, you know, with Marie Kondo and all of mm -hmm. that, there's, um, and I, I definitely want to, when I make the wrap up video about this, talk about how it's, you know, been uh, a way for like, you know, uh, trying to overcome some of these habits that have developed as a result of issues with mental health. Um, I guess, Oh, like, you know, you've been watching us the past two weeks as we go through this. And so I guess from a mental health perspective, what are your thoughts on someone like Marie Kondo and someone who, you know, uh, I guess instructs people on how to clean and how to organize mm. things? What are your thoughts overall on like her books and her yeah. methods and all of that? Yeah, I've got like some of her books right here. I have, yeah, Life Changing Magic. I haven't even read, I started reading Joy at Work, but haven't gotten too deep into it, but I have the other one somewhere too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think like, it's really important to know that Marie Kondo is not, and her method is not going to cure your OCD or depression or whatever right. it is, or hoarding disorder. Um, but she is providing you tools to put in your toolkit as a person. Like I use this analogy of the toolkit. Um, just we have, we are given as we learn and like, as our parents, um, kind of train us like tools to survive in the world. And I think like Marie Kondo does a really fantastic job of giving us, um, additional like pointers on how to succeed in the home life, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess like she's got her whole book, um, Joy at Work as well. Um, it is just one aspect of life. And I know we spend so much time in our homes and like we put so much um, emotional investment into our things as well that like it, it can, um, her strategies definitely can um, influence our different um, aspects of certain disorders. I don't think like she's going to be the cure-all for someone um, such as myself. Like I have a lot of anxiety and I um, need things a certain way because anxious tendencies, um, like I, I've done her method and it, it's not going to fix everything. But I think this is, um, it's super important for, um, I guess, getting it, um, I'm sorry, I got a notification on my computer and I got so distracted. <laughs> I, I was about to say something really, really profound, I guess. <laughs> and okay, um, yeah, it's, I think, uh, uh, like decluttering, it can be very therapeutic. Um, yeah, it's one of the ways that you can, um, just one of the tools to put in your toolkit, I guess. 
Yeah, I think that's important to remember. I think a lot of times, whether it's cleaning up or eating healthy or working out or something, a lot of times people go into a, a lifestyle change thinking that it's going to solve all of their problems when in reality, no, it's going to solve that one problem. And I would say for me, like the, the, uh, exception to that has been, you know, when I got medication for OCD, because when it's, when it's an actual mental illness mm -hmm. or an actual thing that's affecting the way you function in everyday life, then yeah, that's going to solve a lot of your problems. Cause most of your problems were probably informed by that in some way. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, I know that people talk a lot about like, Oh, I went into getting healthy thinking and like eating healthy and working out thinking it was going to solve all of my problems but no it solved the problem of you know how healthy I felt or how often I got sick or whatever it solved that but it didn't solve my relationships with other people it didn't yeah. solve my stress at work it didn't solve any mm -hmm. of that and I think that's like well, the same thing with cleaning up like mm -hmm. if this is solving how dirty my house is and it's solving yeah. how much space we have to walk and it's uh it's solving those things but it's not going to solve like yeah my, how much work I have to do or anything like that so it's I think it's important to remember like you said it's the toolkit it's like one step yeah um towards everything and I've I've found um I've really found that trying to develop like one new habit at a time and this is why it's fun to focus on a new person every week or now every two weeks I guess it's fun to focus on someone new and really delve into it because you could figure out what new habits you want to adopt. And for me, like the decluttering and, and mm -hmm. this kind of thing is like a new habit I'm adopting and putting things in their rightful place in the house is like a, a habit I'm adopting because before I just kind of drop things where they are all the time. Yeah. Um, so this is, mm -hmm. uh, it's like developing one new habit at a time. And I'm for like, sure. I, I can't develop like, it's, it's like, oh, well, I could also work on this right now. It's like, no, I'm going to work on this right now. And once this is the thing that I'm used to doing, then I will start working on something else too. Um, that is, yeah, yeah, that is so smart. Yeah. Just kind of focusing on one skill at a time and honing that skill and um, or at least getting very comfortable with it before moving on to the next one. Like it's the same with like hobbies. I mean, I play piano and I sew, but I, yeah. I'm not going to be, um, I guess like jumping right into a big sewing project right as soon as I like want to learn a huge concerto. Right. Right. Um, so I want to like, yeah, you want to focus on kind of one skill at a time. Doesn't mean that you can't develop like different skills simultaneously, but it is good to narrow your focus in on um, one sort of feature. And that's why therapy is really good because they can help you like your therapist can help you realize what it is that you need to work on and give you the tools to help you work on that thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, I, yeah, uh, I, I feel like I've run out of questions at this point. And yeah, RK had to I go know. talk to someone yeah. about the stock market. So yeah. I, I'm like, I, I don't know if he has more questions to add in. Let's, let's take a look I don't at know. that. I think that okay. chat is talking a lot about um, whether it, like ableism in schools, among other oh. things. Um, oh gosh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could go off. I, I've actually been considering starting my own YouTube channel talking about uh, psychology stuff. But the thing is, I, I know there, that there's still so much that I need to learn. And I'm like also worried with my anxiety that could just contribute to being another like stressor. But uh, 
This oh, is what Bree says. It's hard when you live with and love a partner who doesn't see clutter. So that was me. I was the partner who doesn't see clutter. That's I'm doing my better at seeing clutter now. Because like Tyler will be like, this house is a mess. And I will be like, really? It looks fine to me. And he'll be like, you don't mm -hmm. see the mold in the sink. And I'm like, oh, I guess there is some mold in the sink. Yeah. Like It just doesn't register. So now I'm trying to work harder to try to see that. And I think a lot of that comes from being just oblivious to things and not being very mindful. And maybe that's where meditating will also help. Meditating um, is huge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so Actually, I'm curious. hello and Fox and Compass says she would watch if you started a channel. Anyway, uh, okay, you. what's your question? I'm, I'm sorry to just like hop on here and have something to say immediately, but I am yeah, curious no, now. But you, you said meditating helps. I'm curious. So I, I know meditating helps from people who write about meditation. I'm curious from someone who's studying psychology what your thoughts on meditation are and how it affects the human mind. Yeah. Um, like, I think you guys have talked about how Marie Kondo talks about how we live in, like, a, a lot of us live in a way where we're afraid of the past or afraid of the future. And, like, meditating and mindfulness and grounding exercises are really great at just keeping us focused on present. Um, I definitely don't meditate enough. I should. I made it one of my New Year's resolutions to meditate a couple times a week, but haven't stuck to it super well yet. But, um yeah, from like a psychological perspective, um, just kind of centering your thoughts around the now um, can be like really helpful. It's not helpful for everyone. I will note that there are um, certain people who probably get quite anxious or upset uh, with meditation and focusing on the now. Um, but I think like for the most part, uh, it has shown to be helpful. And I, there, there's tons and tons of um, research-based articles uh, that could tell you like the psychological benefits of meditation. Yeah. Again, something that I'm not an expert in, but it's, it is known to be beneficial. Y'all, I think since we are wrapping up these two weeks, it would be fun to wrap this up because Paige the Puppet is back. We've got Caroline, the psychology professional and Paige the Puppet. And we're all here together. Let's just let's just ride this this Friday out with all four of us here. What's up, Paige? How are you hey, doing? Paige. Uh, I'm doing pretty awesome. <laughs> you can ignore the man in the back. He's just getting some coffee, man. Understandable. Uh, yeah. So we all subscribe to your YouTube channel while you were gone. So you oh, you hey, 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 YouTube hey, subscribers. Now we get to get stressed about trying to create some content. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know you doubled my subscribers in like 10 minutes and i'm just so excited and so grateful and so thankful but thank you and i will of course try. And, and if you could tell me what you want to see that would help me lots because i have Puppets. so many ideas and i don't know what you want to talk about i could talk about lots of things you know so yeah if you have ideas just let me know I, oh I'm yeah do the do the abcs of business i want to know about the abcs of business i remember you oh, saying that yeah yeah that business can be simple with, with it yeah i want to see more of that so i'm looking at oh, the all the videos oh, on the okay. channel yeah yeah do some yeah, more those, like i would love to see more of that kids. Those ones on the channel for preschool puppet were mostly for kids, but you know, um, we have some other channels that we can do the ABCs, or I can make like a, a episodes, episodes of ABCs. I could do that. That's so fun because it's yeah. Really, I would it's, love it's, to it's see simple. that. I want to see how how as a puppet that you would break that down. I think that's oh, fun. Okay. oh and then oh, there's a lot of craft stuff. Um, yeah, this is you all know, so the cute. Problem with 
crafts. The problem with crafts is too many of the big people want to make them pretty, and it's really about the experience, not the journey. And if you have um, the, the 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 crafts that don't look so pretty, like that were really made by kids, then then, then the people don't want to make them so much. But they're the ones that are most important. And that's why we have with troubles that. with crafts. That's why I have trouble with crafts. Also, lots of the, the crafts that they have online are uh, too hard for the ages that they say they're for. They say, oh, this is good for three-year-olds. And it's like, um, I can't hold the scissors properly yet, sir. I just can't. It's, it's not yet. Um, and that makes it hard and frustrating. And that's why we kind of stayed away from the craft so far. I think that uh, Pinterest has really ruined what people expect of crafts. A lot of things that are like, all oh, this DIY stuff, like your crafts are going to be amazing. You'll make this gorgeous thing to put on Instagram. And it's like, okay, but like for a kid, you just want it to be fun. If it doesn't turn out beautiful, that you want them to have a good time but being it is creative. Beautiful. That's the, that, that's. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. It is beautiful. You're right, Paige. You know, so that that's why we have the troubles with making the crafts because it's in the eyes of the beholder, and that's why we had Gary. Now Gary is the one who went away, but you know what? He why he is gray is because he put all his colors into the world, and then he didn't have any left for himself because his is the message of moderation. Um, but sometimes we do moderation by too too much, and then having not enough. So, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I just, if you, if neither of you guys like this, let me know, but I want to try this as an experiment. Um, Paige, what questions do you have for Caroline about <laughs> mental health in schools? Oh, oh actually, um, I do have some questions about, because, okay. you know, okay. Um, when, how, how does a child know that you are a safe person? Okay, well, definitely it's about um, talking with the kid, you know, speaking to them where they're at. Um, like, what I love to do with kids to get them comfortable with me is, you know, on the first session, just hang out. We play together, we'll color together, or just talk, um, just to know that, you know, I'm someone that um, wants to spend time with you, you know. I'm not here to just figure out what's wrong and then pass you along. I'm going to be someone that you can feel comfortable sharing things with and that um, you can be comfortable spending time with too. Oh, that is so <laughs> nice because sometimes, sometimes there's little children who don't have good bigs in their life and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to find the people that understand and that aren't going to tell on them. That's so scary. Uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. that, I was just wondering about that. And then I'm wondering, how do you tell if the thoughts in your head are um, normal? I hate that word. I hate the word normal because <laughs> we all, but, but you know that your thoughts are okay and not, you know, to be worrying. Do you know yeah. that? That's a really great question, Paige. Um, so the thoughts in your head, everyone thinks 
some things that are a little bit weird or a little bit scary sometimes. And um, it's okay to think about things that, um, you know, might be upsetting. But what's what's really important is that you're able to think those things and just kind of move on from that. Like, okay, I had this thought of something that going to keep me worried, but I'm going to... Um, I'm going to go play and do something that makes me happy for now. Um, whereas if you're thinking about something and you're thinking and thinking, you can't stop. If you're just going back and forth and can't stop thinking, what if, what if, what if that's when it could be a little bit hard and you might want to talk to a grown up or someone that you love and trust about that when it's getting oh. to be too much. Yeah. So it's good to have a safe person. It I is. like that idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, always good to have what? someone that you can talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know this isn't about, you know, our brains and stuff like that, but what's your most fun thing to do? Oh, my most fun thing to do? Um, well, I love watching YouTube videos. Uh, I've got one of my favorite uh, YouTubers is Savvy Writes Books. She makes oh, these videos. <laughs> Mine too. But you know what I like better than Savvy? I mean, I love you, Savvy. Well, you yeah, know, what do you like um, better than me? Tell me. <laughs> your puppies? You, the books, the Forever Friends books. Oh, we wanted to you. order all of them and do an unboxing one day. One day when I have a little more money, that's what we want to do. That was We never thought this is a dream come true, Savvy. To be oh, you're so sweet. is a dream come true because we started watching you. We saw the Forever Friends and how you put them together and how sad it was at the beginning of the pandemic when you couldn't do your fairs. And, and we have been cheering you on because oh. we would like to support you. But sometimes the people that have want to support you just don't have the means yet. And mm -hmm. so please keep going on. We will find <laughs> Oh, you thank again. you. Honestly, yeah, your support, just, you know, being on the stream and watching the videos, that, that means so much to me. I appreciate that. And yeah, I imagine that like, you know, I, we've got the plush puppies, you're a puppet, maybe sometime uh, stuffed animal Chewy and Paige need to do a, a video together or something. Oh, you know what we could do? Okay, this is that crazy idea. We could do one of those MLM breakdowns with the Samantha. Because you know what I truly want to do? I truly want to get my hands on that game system she has. I want her, you know, the... the, the arcade game you got her oh the pac-man machine pac yeah the doll yeah. yeah we can mlm breakdowns oh my I god that's so like... funny we should absolutely do hey, that Paige, i want to see you explaining mlms to preschoolers and see how you do that oh but that's very difficult because they love their mommies and I don't yeah. want to hurt their feelings about what their mommies are doing but That's maybe true. if their mommies want to you know because they can't control what their no. mommies yeah. do yeah. and they can't control what goes on in their lives they might see things and they might feel sad and maybe they feel I mean I feel really sad for the children who are neglected because mommy's on the phone all the time or on the computer all the time Yeah, but I don't know how to help kids with that yet. That is my difficulty. Yeah. It's like, and also, also, we live in a town that is controlled by the Huns. Uh -oh. I hate to say it. Oh, no. But we live in a town 
Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. The lady in charge of our chamber for the women's group, Primerica? No, not Primerica. Oh, no. Here's maybe what you can tell kids, Paige, is that I think sometimes you see a lot of extreme cases with MLMs where parents will be like using their kids to try to sell stuff. Like, um, here I am putting essential oils on my kid's face to calm them down or something. And it's like, or they'll be like, here's my kid who was begging me for their, I don't know, Herbalife smoothie or something. And it's like, stop trying to put your kids on social media and use them to sell things. Yeah, no, I, yeah, they're gross. Yeah, we don't like, I like good foods, you know, like just foods, like strawberries and bananas and, you know. Like real food and like food that is actually solid and that you have to chew and not like a powder for a shake. Yeah. It's seasoning too. I see all the the Huns using um, essential oils instead of actual like spices. Like, yeah, um, put like dill in or, yeah. No, we're happy Indian in this house. So yeah, no spices have, are, are very special and precious. Mm-hmm. And yes. we we don't need the oils. Now there are some oils that we like from the stories, like the frankincense and the myrrh, and and sure. we we look yeah. at those stories. Dude, um, I got my diffuser but... right here. I love using it. But... Yeah, oils can be great I, yeah. in the right context. I mean, Cher knows about that. She's been on this channel, and she's a professional with essential oils. So. When you use them yeah. the right way, they can be nice. Yeah. Right? Like aromatherapy is a thing. And we know some Absolutely. people that are like mm-hmm. real experts in it. But you're not supposed to eat it. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying. So annoying. That, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't okay. eat it. Okay. Paige, there's a song that yeah. um, is also performed by some puppets, and I don't think anyone on the stream will know it, but there's this really great song. It was produced in the city where I live, and it goes like, don't you put it in your mouth. Oh, wait, no, I know don't that song. I, I, I know, know that song. Don't you, put you know, it in that makes me so happy. Yeah. It's- I watch a lot of Canadian TV, Caroline. I am so happy that you know that song. Don't you put it in your mouth. I think I've used that. I got a secret. Okay. What's your secret? A house. Uh, a house hippo lives under my TV. Oh my gosh, the house we, hippos! Like, we have a genuine house hippo. Now we had to move it. Okay, it doesn't live under oh. our TV anymore. It lives on top of the fridge because Honey Bear tried to eat it. Uh, but we do have, uh, yeah, Honey Bear tried to eat the hippo. Oh no. <sighs> Silly puppy. Savvy, do you know but, what a house hippo is? Yeah, isn't it like it was like a okay? Here's my knowledge of me spending too much time watching Canadian TV. The yeah. house hippo was Yay. like, wasn't it like an ad in Canada that was like, it was like trying to make it look like a oh, this is what the house hippo is. But then at the end, they were like, <laughs> this looked real, didn't it? But the house hippo is not real, and that's why you shouldn't trust everything you see on TV. Yes. It was like that kind of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was perfect. And you know what, though? You can get ones that look the guinea pigs, the hairless guinea pigs. They do look like mm. but they are not really awesome for homes with young kids, which is so oh. silly. But anyway, yeah, if you look it up, the hairless guinea pigs do look like the house hippo from the old old commercials. But yeah, and then the don't you put it in your mouth one was about knowing um. 
to not put things into your mouth that you're not supposed to, you know, like like um, essential oils. Your daddy are always telling you, don't yeah, like put that in your mouth. Oh. Let's find out. Hi, Hi, kids. Why are we on television anyway? We're here to tell a little story about why you shouldn't put things into your mouth when you don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't know why. why. I find this song so funny for some reason. It is amazing. And I think the reason is that I'm not from Canada, so I didn't <laughs> see this ad until I was an adult and I was already like watching Canadian TV stuff. And it's just, it's so funny to watch this as an adult having never seen it as a kid. It was weird to watch it as a kid. food or some poison, you could get very sick. I want to be sick. And that's why before you eat anything, you should always ask someone you love if it's okay. Okay, I love you. Can I eat the guitar? No, oh. but <gasps> you can help me sing a song See, about eat eating things that don't belong inside you. <laughs> I wasn't really hungry anyway. Well, wait, maybe a little bit. Okay, everybody, if you see something that you want to eat so before you do here. anything, remember this song. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in don't your you mouth. Don't you stop mouth. it in your face. Don't stop <laughs> it in your face. <laughs> Take anything from a stranger and don't put things in your mouth when you don't know what they are. If you eat somebody else's medicine or some bad food or some poison, or you some could essential get oils. Very sick. Always ask someone you love. I thought it would be like if you eat some poison, you will die. <laughs> but I guess that's too much yeah. for kids. Yeah. Okay, I'm so it's happy that you knew that, Savvy. <laughs> You will be shocked at how many weird things from TV and movies I'll be like, oh, yeah, that weird thing that I, yeah, because I that's my my one non-monetized hobby is watching weird B-movies and watching weird TV <gasps> things. Yeah. To, yeah. The locksmith, the locksmith is going to love you. He is all about the B-movies. It is so weird that you like B movies because he is all about the, the the locksmith is the man that came and got the coffee. Yeah, I call him the locksmith. Awesome. That's his job. Yeah. RK, I'm sorry. I know we had too much Canada for you right there. I've never even been to Canada. I just admire Canadian culture. Oh it's just my what gosh. I expect. Don't you put it in your mouth? Is like peak Canadian culture. Don't right you there. put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Have you seen there's this, uh, do you yeah. know the YouTube channel called Your Movie Sucks? No. Who are you asking this to? I don't Any know. of you guys. Yeah. He's Canadian. So he's a movie reviewer and he's a Canadian. And he did this review of a bunch of like weird um, Canadian puppet things. And in there he talked about the show called Nana Land. Nana Land! <laughs> and how like strange so it was and how Nana, N Nana Land characters, they all seemed like they were like high off their ass the entire <laughs> time that the show happened. I say well, this like to my husband. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's this one Canada, quote from it, it where from Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's okay. Um whenever I go on a walk with my husband like anytime I see birds, like we'll always say 
Russer, you scared the birdie. Oh, the dog, quote, Russer, Russer. Russer, you scared the birdie. I'm so sorry. That Astra me. is accurate. I do watch so much niche stuff. Well, that's the thing, dude, is my, I've talked about this in videos before. My Friday night date night ritual is that every date night we find a weird B movie from the 80s or 90s or sometimes the 70s. Sometimes 70s B movies are pretty great. We'll find one of those and we'll watch it while we get drunk and eat food from a local small business. Oh my that gosh. is a, that is date night every Friday without fail. And now I... we have like our whole B movie collection that we're working on. And sometimes I'm like, should I start reviewing these in videos? I'm like, no, because this is my one non-monetized hobby. Being very into B movies is a set is like the one thing that I have just for me that I do not use. I do not need an audience for. I want to join you on a date night though. <laughs> Everybody like when I talk about my date date, people are like, can I come to your date night? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> if, if I may make a suggestion, one other really fun thing to do is watch Bollywood movies. Ooh, oh, that is a good suggestion. Um, yeah, we love them here, but like, because Mama understands the language, so she tells me what they are saying. So it's fun. That's awesome. I'll have to give Bollywood movies a try. Oh, you got. Oh, watch yeah. Them, this though, is, are we turning really back violent, into this? Kitty, the Steve Buscemi simp stream is tomorrow night on Twitch. I have changed my channel name on Twitch to Sims and Simps because we are going to just play the Sims and I'll talk about how hot Steve Buscemi is. That's all we do on Saturday nights. And oh RK disagrees. And I don't, I don't okay, disagree. Okay? I, I have no opinion. Oh, yeah, I'm totally. I okay. love all of you so much. Uh, but as far oh. as the, I don't disagree with the Sims and at all. I love that idea and I, I love when Savvy Sims for Steve Buscemi. The, the, the disconnect is uh, I never want Savvy to think I'm attractive. Right, because he thinks my taste in men is very weird to the point where if I found no, no, him no, attractive... Just, just, just questionable. Yeah. yeah. That if I found you attractive, that would say something about your appearance. I'd, I'd either... It'd go one of two ways. I'd either start uh, But here's pizza the thing, though, meat. is that uh, Tyler's attractive, and I think well, I, I mean, I, he doesn't look anything like Steve Buscemi. He's just an attractive dude. Yeah, but so my uh, taste I mean, in men is not all that weird. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I'm not trying to actually read into this, Savvy. He, just... he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't feel offended that I find ugly guys hot, too. Yeah, but he's your husband. He he he. If he if he got offended by that, then uh, that's that fair. would suck. That's fair. That's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, well, if you want to hear more about my weird taste in men and a simp for Steve Buscemi with me, join us tomorrow night on The Sims on Twitch. Um, and if you want to watch me and RK write a novel together, then join us tomorrow morning um on this channel where we will be working on editing our novel cancel sean boss and here's the thing bad astra my taste in everyone is broader than most i'm attracted to like a lot of people like a very wide range of people um, i like pastry chefs um yeah rk is exclusively attracted to pastries and not milfs. even pastry chefs he just fucks the pastries and milfs milfs and pastry chefs i think you guys are traumatizing Paige here Oh, I'm sorry, Paige. Nah, I hear, that, that's okay. Um, uh, I, I, I hear a lot around here. Um, Paige hears <laughs> worse on Canadian TV every day. Well, 
Simply simping, simply simping for Steve. Is my taste in women is wild too. That's I. I don't. I've never tried to characterize it because mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a sexist thing to say, but men are more fun to make fun of. Is that a sexist thing to say? I don't know. Making Probably, fun of men is is like. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe my taste in women is weird too. I don't know. I have no idea. We don't no need idea. to judge your taste. It's all good in the world. We don't need to yeah, judge Yeah, no, it. I actually, yeah. though, I like being judged. I like being roasted a little bit. I think it's it's kind of fun. And uh, Cher brings See? up that donuts have holes. Uh, Joe, Joe and Cher are, <laughs> are living in a different, um, different plane together. And I love that because they're like, donut. well, that makes sense because RK likes to fuck the donuts. See, I don't know how we got to this point. Like, <laughs> I don't, and I don't know how we got here. People just came here for the Marie Kondo stuff. People came here for Marie Kondo, and they stayed we for are the donuts. Joy. Do we are That's sparking joy. Like, Sammy, just because I love pastries doesn't mean I engage in sex with the pastries. I, like, I, I never I seen a love and sex. Uh, you know I that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Caroline's gonna look at the DSM. Joe is there. Oh, I should go to the roast me subreddit. I don't oh think I don't think I'm in a good enough place with my body dysmorphia to go there just yet. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that like I will go there. I will go there when I have a little bit of, or maybe I'll post an old picture of myself that I think I look good in because I know that I can take whatever from it. But if I post a picture of myself right now, I don't think I could do it. Cher likes to roast you because you're so cute. That's Cher's words. I'm not calling you cute because I'm not comparing you. Yes, yeah, Cher said guy. I was obese in training yesterday. I haven't forgotten that. She's like, okay, you're cute now. Like, non- non-binary people is just, yep, all of them. I mean, you're you're not far off. You're not far off. Um, so y'all, fuckers. We've been here for two hours. Don't forget that in one hour from now, my new video is going to be premiering on my main channel where I interviewed one of Rachel Hollis's former employees and did a whole video essay about women in business and business leadership ethics and a whole bunch of things like that through the context of some internet drama. It's always fun to do that kind of thing. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank. Okay. Thank you both to Paige and Caroline for both being here. This was one of my favorite Friday free for all streams Aww. because I feel like you guys, Aww. you guys both brought something very different, but very, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys both brought something thank very you, different, Daddy. but very valuable to this channel. And I'd love to have you both back anytime Aww. you want to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're glad you guys uh, were here. Yeah, right. and this was a totally a dream come true. Like, seriously, so much, so Same. much. Thank you, RK. RK. RK, you know what? It's okay if you hate Canada as long as you like Canadians. Because you know what? Some Canadians don't like Canada much either some days. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, you I mean, how can you not, not like Canada? Canada? All right, you can not like Canada, but there's so many wonderful Canadians I, on this channel yeah, right now. Canada more when the geese actually take over. I'm sick of the the sort of I don't know guerrilla <laughs> warfare of the geese. I'm I'm ready for them to just you actually open find to hate the geese. Alone. You just leave our cobra chickens alone. They don't bother. Well, okay, they bother everybody, but oh wait, since you're both Canadian, people. and I I forgot to ask, have you eaten elk meat? Elk meat? Yes. I have not. Well, Mama has 
Uh, technically, I don't the eat The puppet has I'm eaten elk meat! And bear, and rabbit, Why and, do you think the puppet has uh, teeth? Seal? And seal? And that was really gross. It tasted like liver, and we will never eat that again. And whale blubber? And... Did I mention bear? Dude, we need People to get this puppet on the Joe Rogan podcast. Dude, this puppet poaches more than eggs. Dude, this the Joe Rogan would be impressed with all the different Canadian meats you've eaten. Hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise sauce is the best on poached eggs. It's called um, Eggs Benedict, and and that's one of my favorite breakfasts. Oh, dude, I uh, love poached well, eggs. Yeah, they're good. They're so good, and I like the way you make bacon too. That in the oven. That that's. Different. I am grateful for everyone on my stream who taught me how to make bacon in the oven because I will never go back to getting splattered with the stove grease. That was awful. Oh, wait. Um, I have a question for the two Canadians. Okay. What do you yeah. think of Americans calling turkey bacon Canadian bacon? No, it's not turkey bacon. It's like the um, back bacon is what we call it it's, here. Isn't Don't we call Canadian bacon more like... It's, it's not like turkey bacon. We call no. it like... Like it's like ham, more like it's like, like round pig. round yeah. pig is around bacon. and it's rolled in pea meal. It is um from the other part underneath the belly of the of the piggy, and so it's a little mm -hmm. bit different than the other bacon. But it, we don't call that bacon. We use that, and we it's I don't know why they call it Canadian bacon. The Canadians I don't, don't know. eat that kind of bacon. Uh, I, silly. We only eat it on our eggs, Benny. I, I've heard That's it called back bacon, bacon before, and yeah, I it's not something that I include in my regular diet. I don't know. I'm just happy it's Canadian. I, no, I eat a lot of because you categorize that under don't you put it in your mouth. <laughs> Dude, Tim Hortons is delicious. Uh, in our house, in, in our house, we don't do Tim Hortons. No, because they're no. not Canadian anymore, and mm. because they are not independent and local. Like yeah. Mom is a real stickler for that stuff. Like she doesn't even like to order from Amazon. She's like so sticky. Her friends make fun of her because she yeah. is like oh you can buy it you think local and it's like no shopping local is it's wonderful oh, Paige, i'm very you're proud missing of out. your mom page Paige, well, you know what the best flavor of tim hortons is capitalism they don't pay their workers workers well, and they are just yeah. not nice. Yeah, I, 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 I think if you want to make a make a an, uh, YouTube channel for your older audiences, you could make Paige the anti-capitalist puppet. I would love Paige the communist. I, I would love, love Paige the communist. Paige is not a communist. No, wait, you're getting me wrong. I love capitalism, but oh, Paige, I'm it loves capitalism. Conscious. No, I do. I are like, any of your brothers like and sisters communists? Page the ethical no, consumer. That's no, a good channel. There I, we go. Okay, see, because I call it social consumerism or social enterprise, but I don't like to use social because everybody then thinks socialist. And it's like not socialist. It's, it's a combination where you do good from the money that you make from your business, and then you go and do good in the world, and, and then everybody wins. That's, See, that's earlier RK was like, Paige, what are your uh, political beliefs, annual income, and religion? We got it. We got it out of Paige. No. We learned about Paige's views I, on I, capitalism. I love it. 
I do think we need one I communist love puppet. capitalism. You know what? Anybody can have an idea. Panel. I think perhaps no. we do. I, I, well, maybe if you're communist, but I don't like that because it makes takes the choices away from the people. And the people have to have the choices to feel good about themselves. You know? Like, it's like... Okay, Paige Talks like that. Politics. So That's the channel. Paige the Puppet Talks Politics. We'll get... We'll get Paige uh, and we get uh, so many haters. I'll make I'll make the Chewy Plushy a socialist. The Chewy Plushy voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016. So does the wait the oh, Chewy Plushy? If I was in well, America, no, real I'd life probably, Chewy did. I'd... He wrote it in with his paw. Which gender is the Chewy Plushy? Oh, the <laughs> pouring milk on himself or the starting a family? Yeah, there are two <laughs> genders. Do you pour milk on yourself or do you start a family? <laughs> Tim pools two genders. Why not both? <laughs> Yeah. No, no I'm not according like to genders, Tim and those are the two, and you can't Tim, be both in Tim, Tim Pool. Pool steals cats too, so I don't know how to feel about that. He does what? Oh God, the political puppet, as Amanda said, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, Paige, the political puppet, dude. Okay, Paige, after the stream, um, you or you know what? You and I should talk in the Facebook group about doing a political puppet stream. <laughs> Okay, but maybe maybe we choose one of my other brothers or sisters to do it just okay. because I kind of got to keep my image clean and squeaky because, you okay. know, I'm supposed to be, you know, pre presenting for kids. But maybe <gasps> Yasmin, Yasmin would totally do it. She's so, <laughs> she's so, she, she'd be good. I mean, she's a little more airy fairy, um, and she believes in some strange things. But that's okay. She's cool. She's cool. It's okay. We'll have okay. to talk to maybe, maybe next maybe week. We, we can talk, talk to Yasmin. Yasmin. I'd love to have Yasmin on. Yeah, maybe Yasmin. But we were talking about also um, Violet. Violet. Yeah, I want to. I definitely want to have Violet yeah, on to teach Violet. us the ABCs of business. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay, um, you know, um, mom will write down these ideas and we'll get them done and we will so talk. Yay! Y'all, thank you so yeah, much you know what? for... What? what? I was just going to say bye because we're getting ready to say bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are getting ready to say goodbye. Paige, thank you so much for being on this channel. It's amazing to have a puppet guest. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And Caroline, thank you so much for being here to talk about mental health and about thank your work you. and all of that. I think it's, this has been a fantastic stream. Thank you yeah. all in the chat so much for following Marie Kondo with us for two weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be filming a wrap up vlog video for my main channel to talk about the main takeaways for anyone who hasn't been able to attend the streams for the past two weeks. So I'll have that up next week. Probably uh, I will have a video premiering in 45 minutes, but first I need to walk chewy. So I will see you guys all in 45 minutes on my main channel for a video premiere. <laughs> Uh, and remember, do not put it in your mouth. And remember, don't yeah. you put it in your mouth. Don't put it in your mouth, guys. None right. of it. Don't put don't it put in it your in mouth.